And welcome back to the Metal Teddy Bear Experience podcast right now. We have a very special guest in the studio. I mean, not in the studio. I'm so used to saying that. We, we, are, in the, we are in our studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in we got them in studio. their studio. We're all in our own separate studios now, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, um, bed and everything, dude. We got shit. Source here, man. Um, how are you guys doing? It's been a while. Oh, we're good, man. How I think are, it was almost a year ago now since you joined the show, right? Was that a year? No, that was in August. It was almost a year. Oh, so yeah, okay. It feels like so long ago. And we, uh, we also got my co-host, Jesse, here. What's up, dude? Hi, Jesse. It's nice How's to it going, you, pals? Man. How's it going? Nice to meet you guys. So happy yeah, you guys are here. we didn't have a co-host. Yeah, now he's here <laughs> holding it down. How's it going, guys? Cool. So, so everyone gets used to your voices just like last time. If you want to go around, each member, say what you do in the band and your name. Cool. We're going to make Jake start because he is new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jake's gonna go first. I'm Jake DeMarco. I'm the new guy, and I play bass. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining. I I wish I uh, we could have talked sooner, like last time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get out there, bro. It's gonna be <laughs> sure. um, yeah, I'm Justin Rark, and I play the drums. My name's Ben. I play guitar, and I sing, and I started this monster, whatever it is. <laughs> there we go. It's monster, the source. This <laughs> beast this, it never dies. It just keeps monster on going. Yeah, you guys got a pretty good setup going on back there right now. I'm just seeing right now. Is that keyboard or? Yeah, so that what you're seeing there is a Moog Little Fatty. Oh, it was one of the first 500 of the Little Fatty, and that was the last synthesizer that Bob Moog designed himself before he died. That was my graduation present from high school, actually. Uh, I had started playing piano a couple years before that. And I, yeah, I, to this day, I still consider myself a piano player more than anything, even though I play guitar a lot more than I play piano. But yeah, the, that synthesizer, I saw it when it was set to come out and I was like, I gotta have this. And my parents got it for me for my graduation present. And it's, so it's one of the first 500. So it's got wood sides and it's got a different color combination on the lights too. Um, that thing's super special. The one below it though, is even more special. That's a 80s Prophet 600. And that thing is like, they're both true analog synthesizers, but I think 80s analog gear is kind of the best out there because it's sort of the, the, the peak of evolution of analog technology before digital really took everything over. So that thing, I mean, you're going to hear both of those on the new record a bunch. And the Little nice. Fatty was on previous records. And also there's one over here that was on previous records too. We use a lot of synthesizers because we're a three-piece, and so we want to make all that atmospheric background stuff like really present because it's got so much more space to to be noticeable in a three-piece. Oh yeah. So this is all like a whole new setup then, right? This whole new studio. Yeah, we moved up here in October, and Justin, this, a lot of this gear is Justin's. Like this rack here, a lot of it's Justin's. We went in on this 500 series stuff together. But most of it is Justin's, and he has been engineering for a long time. When we met Justin, when he joined up before Totality, he's like, what would you guys think about doing it all ourselves? We're like, ah, oh, we've been really set on doing this record with this label and getting a real producer and kind of taking all this advice that everybody gave us. Oh, what if you wrote shorter songs? Oh, what if you worked with a top-notch producer? Oh, if you do, you know, do this, do that. What if you really spent a bunch of money on radio and tried to get a radio single? And so we, we just wanted to do that. I really wanted to know, like, 
what happens when you do that? What can we learn from that? And so, so you know, just, Justin was on to something back then. Uh, but we went and recorded Totality, and it turned out great. It's not exactly uh, what, what we want stylistically, just tonally. Like, we had a hard time getting on the same page uh, with the person who produced it, who's been just incredible to us. He's helped us make so many connections. It's just um, we kind of want to have artistic direction over you know, this effect and that effect. And it's, it's a whole lot easier when we're just sitting here pressing the buttons ourselves as opposed to going back and forth via email or something like that. So, yeah, of course. Um, so we, you know, we learned so much from working with Ulrich, but then we, you know, we, me and Justin combined forces basically. And it's weird how we're kind of like two pieces of a puzzle. He's got all this recording gear. He's got drums. He's got this style of guitars and that, right. And then my, my stuff's all the other side. I got all the keyboards, I got all these other guitars, I got all the amps, I got, you know, the whole thing, right? So when we put these things together, we're sitting around looking at the studio like, oh, man, this is insane. So <laughs> what, have, his, what have we done? Right, seriously, like, wow. <laughs> and, and so he just put his whole gear list together for the studio because he's been working on his website, getting ready to take a lot more clients. And you scroll, you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It's like, wait, you have this, you have that? I mean, look at this thing, this Roland Space Echo. That's like one of the most sought after pieces of gear out there. It's real, Jeez. real tape echo. Like you can watch the tape circulating around as it's making the <laughs> oh echo God. itself, you know? Dominic so Timmy just looking at it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right? There's too many knobs. You guys basically <laughs> got like the Infinity Gauntlet. Like that was this Infinity Gauntlet right there. Boarding. Everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the new studio uh, is where we're going to record our new record. We just did this single that's not even really a single. It's pre-production that we just put a little bit more effort into honestly it's kind of started out we working on this song um it's sounded pretty good and we're like okay well what if we kind of put a little bit more effort into this and just tried some of these recording techniques that we're thinking about using and seeing how it worked out and it worked out incredible and the other piece was we wanted to make a good demo that we could go get mastered and see who we really wanted to use for mastering because you know mastering is one of those things that can really ruin a good mix if you use the wrong person. And it's also one of those things, if you use the right person and your mix isn't exactly right, a good mastering engineer can come in and just make those little micro adjustments. Um, they're just, they, they're kind of wizards in a lot of ways. Uh, so we just, we discovered that we're gonna, we like uh, Ackle from Tesseract the most. We tried uh, another studio too, but uh, it, it was really great, but the price wasn't right. And so we wanted to find something a little bit more cost effective and tried out Ackle from Tesseract. And he just made it sound so good. So we know who we're gonna use for mastering. And because of all this, that's gonna be included <clears throat> in our crowdfunding presale that's coming out on Friday, the 19th of June. And we're gonna basically just do like a whole crowdfunding uh, campaign where we're uh, giving out limited edition merch and we're giving out this track, which it's basically a single, you know, it sounds better than anything sources ever recorded and we did it right here and wow. um so that's going to be even if you just get a sticker for a dollar you'll get the mp3 download of the track and the other thing that's really cool is even if you just get a, if you just donate a dollar get a sticker you'll also get a pass to what we're calling the wellspring which is our fan club essentially and it's a it's a login based section of our website where we're going to be doing a bunch of exclusive content filming while we're in the studio tracking, doing live streams uh, while we're in the studio doing different things. 
so and and we'll be posting artwork as we get it before people uh, everybody else can see it we'll be posting you know the album for people to listen to before anybody else can hear it that kind of thing so it's going to be super cool uh, and that all starts on friday so you can just pre-order the album get some limited edition merch and uh, be part of the recording process. So you just have to donate or pre-order to get into the uh, school society website. Yes, exactly. Uh, yes. And it's so we're going to have a bunch of different levels of <clears throat> there. Like there it's kind of, it's like donations, but you're buying, you're just buying stuff, you're just pre-ordering stuff basically. So if, for a dollar, you're going to get a little sticker pack uh, for five bucks. You'll get a keychain. Uh, 10 bucks gets you this, right? That um, we're doing also something really, really cool uh with the limited edition packaging for the album itself because nobody listens to cds anymore really we want to make physical production something that's still a part of music you know Mm -hmm. i think that so much of where everything's going is really cool but the thing that gets lost in all this digitization of everything that's so accessible is you don't have the thing in your hands you know oh yeah and so we're gonna make whether it's a vinyl or a CD, it's going to be vinyl sized and you choose if you want vinyl or a CD, but it's going to come in the same size packaging because one of those things that people talk about forever that has been lost in modern, you know, modern technology and music is the, is the artwork being big, you know? Oh yeah. And so Travis Smith, who does our artwork is one of the greatest album artists of all time, in my opinion. And we've got to give him something to, to put his stuff on, right? So the other, so last album, we animated all of Travis's artwork and we put it in the totality video. If either of you have seen the totality video, yep. you got the, the skeleton like wobbling and stuff. It's cool. <laughs> so I found somebody new to work with through one of the tool pages that we're on. And he does all this animation stuff even better. He's like really cool. And uh, his name's Misha George. Hit him up on Facebook if you need animation. And he also uh, does this stuff with an augmented reality app. And so he uploads his animation to the augmented reality app, which is free, which you can download on your phone. And you open it up, it pulls up your camera. And if it recognizes something that has augmented reality information uploaded to it, it goes into that. So if you point it at the image, it's going to start moving and doing the animation that he's put in. It's also going to play a minute long piece of music. So we're hiding remix tracks in the artwork that you have to look at through augmented reality and listen to through augmented reality. And that's That's only going to be available in the crowdfunding pre-sale that starts next month. That is nuts. So you guys. Skynet has started. (laughs) (laughs) It has all started. The world's. (laughs) You guys really uh, planned this out really well. That's a lot of shit going on. I was literally going to ask, like, because you guys do your own thing. It's like usually when bands do their own thing, there is a problem where you don't have someone, like, nagging you to get going. I was like, it sounds like you guys don't need that at freaking all. You guys are (laughs) going into the future with your technology and recording everything and setting everything up. It's like, Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah, yeah. right now we're just too excited to get everything out. Like, we've been spending a lot of time working on this album. You know, we're all kind of locked down in our studio. um, Oh, yeah we're ready to you know record it and then release it so we're really excited. do you guys have like a timetable when the album might come out i'm hoping october uh okay because we're not really under any deadlines and because the music industry has come to a screeching halt ultimately um we just want to spend the time and do it right jake just joined up in the spring so and jake? we didn't work 
on any new stuff when he joined up because we had this whole tour and we we're going to go play South by Southwest and do all this stuff and it all got canceled. And so then once the quarantine happened, like we just, you know, Jake lives with his family and we didn't want to expose anybody to unnecessary risk. So we weren't practicing as a full band, but we're working together. We're FaceTiming each other and going over parts to new songs and, I ended up, I hate tabbing shit. Now I actually like tabbing shit because it's like this really, I hadn't, I had never tabbed out a whole song all the way through. But what do when you, use? you get it done, it's the most rewarding feeling ever. You look at this seven page piece of monstrosity. What it, I made this, we made this is insane. Do you use like so, guitar pro or something like that? Yeah, I got, I ended up buying guitar pro just because, and so then, you know, because of this, I'm going to end up tabbing out all the new record and probably the old records too. And we'll start putting out tab books for people. It's the I'm way to be. I'm surprised more people don't try and learn source songs, but I realize it's because they don't understand the rhythms. I'm like, yeah. this is this is my guitar parts to me are really easy and like basic, you know. But then people start trying to play them and they don't get the rhythm, and I'm like, man, it's a. I, I just I didn't understand that people needed tab to help them out on that. So, I need tabs uh, for everything. <laughs> well, it also doesn't help out too. You guys are very atmospheric too, so some of the rhythm gets clouded almost, like where things are played. So, like, I could definitely see that. Almost like Tool songs, actually. Like where sometimes, like, it there is like staccato. <laughs> you hear it, and you're like, oh yeah, that's what the fuck it is. It's just hard to play. And then other times, it sounds easy, but it's like clouded with other stuff. You're like, what is that? I can't tell. <laughs> You listen on YouTube at 50%. You're like, what is this? I can't tell. <laughs> Usually with, um, actually we were talking to Sifting and uh, they were talking about how they put all their stuff into Guitar Pro as well. And they actually speed stuff up or slow it down just to see if they can actually play at that speed. And sometimes yeah, yeah. they think it sounds better. And they're like, let's do something we can't do. Uh, and they put it all in through Guitar Pro. And then they're like, you know what? We like it like that. We're going to practice and you know get our chops up so we can actually play it like that on the oh, record yeah. yeah it's funny because even without guitar pro that's how i've always written because i'm not a guitar player by nature i learned piano first and got pretty decent at, I, if you heard me play you'd be like wow this guy's an insane piano player for a pianist they'd be like yeah he's, he's okay <laughs> <laughs> but the piano is one of those instruments that's so deep he, because it he has plays piano i guess notes, you okay. know like it's it's a deep game piano but uh most of guitar for me was trying to figure out how to do what I knew how to do on piano, but make it sound like a guitar. The beginnings of Source, I was with, you know, this clavinet playing through a guitar amp, trying to sound like a guitar on piano because I was so convinced that I couldn't play guitar. And so once I decided to start playing guitar, then I just put so much focus into just really trying to figure out how to play guitar the way I knew how to play piano. So I'd always hear these things in my head and understand musically how it would work, but then have no idea how to play it on guitar. But I knew I had to do it because I heard it in my head. I'm like, dude, you got to do this. You got to make it happen. And like Benjamin's one of those things that that song, that was after I'd been playing guitar for a while. And if you look at that riff, it's not necessarily the most complicated thing. But when, when Jake tried to learn it, when people first try and learn it, it's, it, it, for, it takes a second. It's a little bit weird. And I heard that in my head while I was walking on the beach in Florida on vacation. And I didn't even have a guitar. I had an acoustic guitar, but it was in standard. And I was like, I know this has got to be in drop C. I can hear it in my head. It's got to be in drop C, right? And so I just, in my head, I visualized, I'm like, it's got to be like this, right? It's got to be. And then I got home and played my guitar and just for like an hour, just took all the time to really make my fingers 
make it happen, you know? And, and it was so hard, but then once I got it, now it's, now it's second nature to me. And it's, it's not one of those things that people do unless they have a greater understanding of music than the instrument they're writing on. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, no, completely understand. Like I can't do that at all. I'm like, I hear it and I hold the guitar. I'm like, nah, I'm going to get someone else better to do this. <laughs> I'm just like, Hey, da, 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 da. Come on, bro. Play it. Come on. That's how I, that's how I am with drums. You should have just now. I was like, Justin, you missed the dude. <laughs> dude, it kills me. Especially when drummers do it. Cause I'm a drummer. And when people did that to me, like my brother, he's a bassist. And he'd be like, dude, just do like, like Dave Grawl circa like 1998 or something. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, come on. <laughs> like, come on, dog. Just play the, play the riff, play the riff. I'll give you a part. So, uh, how did, uh, Jake, like, how'd you, uh, get to know these guys? How'd you guys, how'd you join? Um, so Riley was like our mutual friend and, um, he was their bassist. Um, and, and, he kind of told me that he wasn't in the band anymore and he's like you should go try it out and i was like okay yeah and i got like i got in touch with them and they gave me a song to learn and i kind of like i learned it and then i I got here and we like played it and it was like oh yeah that's that's cool and then that was kind (laughs) of that and then um riley was like hey man you should learn these other songs and then go jam with them again because they're trying to go like do south by southwest and then um i came back and we played through all these songs. It was, a, I think it was like a more like diverse bunch of songs or whatever. So I got to like expand a little bit more. And then that's when things kind of clicked and we were like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do that. Oh, nice, man. I mean, awesome. I was watching the, um, you guys did like a live stream video, right? With like, um, I think you, you, would you play like serpents or something? I forgot what song you played. We, we played 12 minutes of Ben cursing out the computer. <laughs> <laughs> and then we played Forgive yeah. It. And then Forgetting, the internet yeah, yeah. cut out entirely. And that was, yeah, that was, that was a day. But uh, we ended up recording the whole thing if you wanted to go watch the rest of it. That show, that show, <laughs> we ended up making more money than we've ever made off of a show that we didn't sell merch, except for maybe one show that I can think of. What because people, people tipped us like a bunch of money and like, Somebody tipped just two hundred and fifty dollars, and I started crying. <laughs> I was like, sometimes what? a whole show. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Some bands make that in a whole show. That's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? So yeah, we were really excited. That's really cool. I mean, uh, I know I know a lot of bands have been doing live streams now. Uh, I think Psycho Stick. I don't know if they're still doing it, but for like every Thursday or something, they kept putting out stuff like every week. And now, like I, feel, I see, there's like um Slay at Home Fest that just happened too. Bands just got together, recorded something, and posted it for Metal Injection, you know? For like, a, I think it was a two-day virtual festival. So I think uh, that's actually kind of like the way of the future in a way, where like virtual concerts are actually pretty beneficial to the bands. Like you said, you made more money than you usually do. Mm-hmm. And we spent zero dollars. <laughs> and <laughs> anyone around the world potentially could have watched as long as they logged in. And since we recorded it and posted it to YouTube because our internet did go out, you know, anyone can watch it, you know, at any time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happened like, Code Orange. I remember watching the live stream when the, f- the first quarantine hit. They had a concert that, like, Friday, and they decided to go along with it and stream it instead, instead of doing yeah. their, like, album release show. And I remember seeing, like, 14,000 people, and I, like, seeing the donate. You know, I watch Twitch and stuff here and there, so I know, like, the, the, the culture. And you just seen, you know, donations go through. I'm like, 
this is what I want bands to do. I'm a huge music fan. I want bands to make that. And sometimes like, you know, obviously people don't know technology. They don't know the culture. So it's hard for everyone to get together in a room like psycho stick or whatever. And, you know, but yeah, it does help. And people want to give you money <laughs> when they're fans of you. Like I want to give, I'm looking for, ask Chris, I'm looking for reasons to give people I'm a fan of money. I'm just like, fuck it. I'll buy, <laughs> I'll buy a shirt. It's small. I don't fit in it. I'll hang it on the wall, whatever. Fuck Friday, it. Dude. I'll buy a shirt in the small. That's <laughs> great, dude. I'm like, man, we're a three expert. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's just like, it's just not happening. I'm like, I'll, I'll fit into it eventually. I'll lose an arm or something. <laughs> <laughs> I will never fit into a small. Oh, no. I wore a, a, a youth large and it just looked like I was like a baby Huey. My belly button was just sticking out the front. And my friend's like, what is that shit? I'm like, it's a kill. It's a vintage kill switch shirt, bro. I can't, <laughs> I cannot wear it. <laughs> I got to show the pride. Yeah. That's the only time showing belly button is metal though. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah right. You just need like a Budweiser or something. And you'll sl slay it right after it. You're like, you'll slay it, whatever. <laughs> Circle pit in the parking lot. I don't fucking know. Circle pit. You're at Sears. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I think you donated your whole check last week to the band camp, like when they were waving their feet some Friday. But, like you bought so much stuff. Like you got, got the end vinyl too now. I spent so much money furloughed. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I don't have a job and I've been spending a lot of money for some stupid reason. I should be clutching my pennies, just holding yeah. them all to my chest. And I'm just like, I need vinyl. I need all the vinyl. I don't have a vinyl player. I'm like, I need all yeah, the vinyl. Don't, don't clutch your pennies until our crowdfunding is over. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll, hey, I'll 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 start saving right point. after right after that. All right, cool. <laughs> how's that law usually? How long does that usually last? Like a month or something? We're just gonna do it for two weeks. We want it to be pretty exclusive, and we want to uh, make that urgency for people. Um, so two weeks is good because you kind of we'll do like a week. This next week we'll start kind of really hammering that this is gonna start, and then Friday we're gonna hit all the paid promotion that we're we're putting you know a couple hundred bucks into paid promotion. Just so that everybody, it's so hard. Nobody knows when we're doing anything because social media algorithms don't really work. And I think they're kind of set up <laughs> yeah. to make, like if you're not over the cusp, they're sort of set up to keep you under the cusp, you know? And yeah. if you're over the cusp, then they're like, ooh, we want your content. And so uh, two weeks is good because we're gonna just really push it and make people feel like, hey, I need to do this now. Otherwise I'm not gonna get all these cool things that we're doing only in these two weeks. So it's really designed for the people like you guys who believe in music and want to support it and know how it works. Because so many people think like, oh, you guys are musicians, man. Like, is that how you buy your BMW? Like, nah, I got it for <laughs> yeah. really cheap and I pay a shit ton of money on it every month, but I just <laughs> love my car. It's not a, you know, so um, we're really setting up a lot of different ways for people to support us so that we can put out something really, really cool. And all those higher level support bundles are going to come with some really cool stuff too. Like my awesome recipes for ridiculously tasty food and <laughs> some hand painted stuff. Uh, we've got canvas art prints of all the artwork that Travis is going to do. So those art, those canvas art prints will also do the augmented reality thing too. So oh, if you get the canvas art prints, you get a much bigger piece to look at it. He's signing it and you guys signing it too? Yeah, if you pay us more money. <laughs> our signatures cost money. We have to live. Money. Pay Only us money. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That's a, I feel like that's a usual, like, um, more bands got to start doing stuff like that you know like thinking outside the box i feel like usually the the promotions you see are like 
here's a t-shirt with the, the CD or a sweatshirt, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's protest, the thing. Protest oh. the Hero just did a new thing, and Justin's been just sitting there gawking over it. Like, <laughs> tell him some of the cool stuff that they're doing. Um, yeah, they have, like, hot sauce and dice. Um, well, like, uh, like uh, we call it, what's the, Dungeons and Dragons dice? Kind of D&D <laughs> dice? No, well, I know, I know, like. Excited, but it's oh, okay. a set of five, and they have, like, their logo on the. the that's dope. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Because uh, I know Black, Mar- Black Dollar Murder did that. I was like, oh, shit. They, they sold a whole campaign for Dungeons and Dragons. It's that's like, cool. <laughs> what? They know, they know their listeners, man. They know their fans. <laughs> nerdy death metal kids just fucking ripping. I mean that's that's the bit you had before. Like all metalheads are nerds, <laughs> in reality. Some sort of way. And it, like if you're the burliest tattoo on your neck with like death or something on your neck, you're hard as shit. You still like collect your t-shirts. You're like, dude, I got this at this tour. I got this at that tour. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's how also I am. probably pay a dominatrix on a regular basis. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's crazy about art? Because like speaking about it, it's like people like for some reason everyone likes some form of art where it movies music actual art like on the goddamn wall a picture <laughs> recipes but it's like people disrespect it so much it's so weird like it's like dude your music helped me in my hardest time hey, you want to buy a cd are you a fucking idiot do i have time <laughs> to buy a cd i have to buy <laughs> it's just like yeah. and they just leave it's like what i'm not giving you ten dollars yeah comedians <laughs> they're like just go up there and make me laugh and they're not funny it's like i want to fight you it's like why because you're doing <laughs> something i can do you're just talking it's like, all right, it's like weird, but, but we all the, love it. But that's yeah. the thing is that I think ultimately they realize that there's some part of them that won't let them do that. And then they become jealous. Oh, and yeah. They that's take out that it. jealousy on the people who aren't as inhibited as they are. It's crazy. And like, it's a perfect example. I was on that Hell Yeah tour that we did. We were in San Francisco. And at the end of the shows, because we played really early and because there's so many people and everyone's kind of a diehard hell yeah fan or in flames fan in flames fans are generally more open-minded about finding new music than hell yeah fans they just really want to listen to vinnie paul play drums forever <laughs> but uh, I, so i would go stand at the exit with cds and just take cash with cds because so many people wouldn't go look at the merch stand. and that was we paid money to get on that tour so the only way we get any of the money that we invested back is if people play buy merch you know so I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, like, hey, CDs, check out Source, we got a CD, blah, blah. And this one guy's like, hey, man, you guys were really good. I was like, hey, thanks. You want to buy a CD? He's like, nah, I'll just download it when I get home. <laughs> and I was like, cool, joke. man. I know jujitsu and I'm going to choke you. Like, no. uh, <laughs> five minutes just after he wanted that, digital. <laughs> five minutes after that, this woman walks up to me and she goes like, you guys were really good. I'm going to buy your CD. How much? And I was like, 10 bucks. And she's like, here's 50. Keep the change. I was oh, there like, you go. wow. Made up fivefold. Wow. <laughs> like, That's nice. Totally stopped me from jumping on him. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, dude. People do. Well, that's why I always like. I used to back. You know, when I was in high school, that's when like pirating really. Like actually, middle school really is when pirating took off. Like really changed why, the music. Why you're? It's great. Yeah, right. And you didn't even know what you bought. Like oh, a Metalocalypse episode. Oh, it's just porn. What the hell? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm 12. Why do I want to see some weird guy? Whatever. But I remember I talked oh, to some you guy. Didn't want to see that? I don't know. No, I was just like, oh, metal Oculus, just some like sad looking people doing stuff they didn't look like they wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. In my living room with my parents. I was like, oh shit. Look. <laughs> Turn yeah, right. it off. But uh I remember like this kid who's like, dude, digi- uh pirating helps bands more than it hurts them. I'm like, how? 
He's like, well, some bands get hurt. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But what about the money that just disappeared yeah, out of yeah. nowhere? It's like all that hard work, you know, you pay. It's like music's free, right? It's like you're a music fan, you idiot. Like, how does that happen? Like, yeah, I downloaded music when I was poor. I didn't have any money. Now I have a full-time job. I buy my music. <laughs> I buy it all. That's what I try to do. Yeah, and if somebody likes my band and they're, like, really strapped for cash and they download my music, I don't care. Ultimately, I just want you guys to listen to my music. Also, don't tell the band, too, don't, when they're trying to sell you. If everybody's doing that, we can't keep going. You know, that's it's so you have to really check in with yourself. Like, can I really not afford this? Or am I having a budgeting issue? <laughs> and yeah. my priorities aren't straight. And my 24 case of Coors Light is more important than <laughs> enriching myself with good art. And that's the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah, and people just don't care. Like, I, you know, it's just weird, but, man, that's why I buy extra, even though I probably shouldn't. Well, even people though, like you make the I music don't. world continue to go around, my friend. Well, yeah, try to. Yeah, I got to make it up for all the business. ignorant guys that tell all the bands that they're stealing their music right to their face. It's weird. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. stealing your product. Thanks. All right, have a good day. Whatever. <laughs> like, weird. Remember Randy from Lamb of God said that. He's like, dude, back in my day, we had to steal from the record stores. Now you just go home and you just like take your take your pants off. You sit in your underwear in a tank top and you just rob people blind <laughs> with well, no danger. And, and that that whole day is has long passed because of streaming services. Oh yeah. And now these assholes came in and they were like, "Hey, let's make it really affordable for people to listen to everything they want to listen to, and then not pay any of the people who made it." And we'll take all that money ourselves. <laughs> and the people listening to it feel some type of like good feeling because they're like, oh, I'm paying for this. My money's going to support the arts. <laughs> no, your money's going to a couple assholes for ripping all of us off. It's like, it's like the South Park episode. We're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. And yeah, and it's gone. <laughs> what was it? It was like five hundred thousand streams just to make like minimum wage for the year or something like that. Yeah, I saw something. It would take millions of streams to make the salary that uh, average Spotify employee makes in a year. Oh, well, yeah, that's like awesome. hundreds of millions of streams, not just millions, hundreds of millions. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's uh. Why we buy? Well, that's why I buy vinyl. Like you said, you get extra artwork. Like I love CDs, but in reality, like I have no use for CDs anymore. I bought a bunch of CDs. I, I just have them now. Like I don't even have a CD player in my house anymore. I just kind of have them, and now I feel good about listening to them on streaming. I'm like, all right, now I, can, I own it. It's mine. And then vinyl, you get to look at it. You're like, look at this shit. Like the you guys, Mastodon fans, big time. Oh, dude. Like uh, what was it? The once more around the sun. That one, that was beautiful artwork, but on the vinyl, they like extended it like fivefold, yeah. where it's like, whoa, like I wanted to buy that. So I didn't get to buy it. I think it sold out. I was like, shit. Huh. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like, I, uh, I haven't seen that vinyl. I have the Crack the Sky vinyl, though. And it's that one's epic. Awesome. So sick. And oh, yeah. we had, before we met Travis and got hooked up with him, we were originally trying to get connected with that artist, too. He's really, really incredible. And his packaging is really cool, too. It's like, nuts. Really, really cool. Well, that's like, it's, it's a part of the thing I feel like people don't think about too. Like I kind of got sad when I like, I, you know, I, I bought my Spotify or Deezer subscription and I bought my CD. That's something you miss. Like if you don't buy a CD, you don't get the artwork. Like it was kind of, it's like, that's something like, you know, people think of some artwork sucks, but whatever, you know, you just <laughs> listen to the music, but then you get some, you're like, holy shit. 
Yeah. Well, the thing like, for me is the liner notes. I always like reading through the liner notes or if they had lyrics. I'd sit there oh, and yeah. read through the lyrics on the first listen through if I could. You know, that was that was always a fun you know, thing to sit down with the new record and put it on. Oh, it's an experience. Like, how many people really have time today to really sit down? Mm-hmm. Like, I love when I just, like, lay on bed, I have my headphones on, I pop in an album or something. I'm like, there we go. Just right through. You listen to vinyl on headphones, that's badass, dude. Oof. Yeah, it's it's a good time. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done that. That used to be what people did. Like they get home from school and put on a record and put on their headphones and get hot. Yeah. You know, now now we put on Spotify. Well, God forbid, like even when the CDs first happened, you had to bring like a contraption this big. And you got if you didn't wear cargo pants with the big ass pockets, like you're just an asshole holding it. Dude, this is a great CD. Anyways, <laughs> like you're just walking around all day. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, was that guy. I had my CD in my left, my right pocket, and the CD player in the left. I was just like, "Fuck!" I'm just so unmobilized here. Like, I got to sit. Wait, I got to change my CD, and I'm just pulling out all the <laughs> shit in my pockets. I, I was that guy too. Except the CD and my CD player was insane. Oh, there you go. Well, hey, right there, wow. dude. That was my actually technically my first one. I didn't buy that. I got gifted that one. I love it. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says, but yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I had it. <laughs> and well, we just the- got paid. And if you go through like old NSYNC and Backstreet Boys songs, I can guarantee you you're gonna find source and melodies inside of that. <laughs> that in we'll me. do a little mashup video. <laughs> that's all the. That's what's in now, dude. I feel like every time I, I go on like a, a metal blog website, it's like Tool mashed up with this, or like Lamb of God and Justin Bieber. It's like okay, cool. Yes. Sometimes they're sick though. <laughs> it was a Taylor Swift and Tool? I was like. What? <laughs> and it worked. I was like, all right, stink. Well, so like funny now. about that is that they smashed her in album sales in the first week, and all of her fans yes. had no idea who oh, Tool yeah. even was. <laughs> what do you oh, think yeah. of the new Tool album? Uh, I haven't stopped listening to it, if that's what <laughs> you're asking. I've literally listened to, like, Murder Noms and Eat the Elephant a couple times. I uh, listened to... Uh, not much else, man. There's like this, that. Oh, I listened to like Blood Sugar Sex Magic the other day. I'm telling you, these are the only records that I've listened to other than Fear Inoculum since Fear Inoculum came out. <laughs> wow. It's dedication. <laughs> it's the yeah. best thing I've ever heard. Nobody's ever made anything like that. It was pretty, it was pretty great. I was kind of getting mad at certain Tool fans when they were like, you know, like obviously it sounded like, dude, it was just such an experience, especially live. Like, I thank God it was, like, one of the last concerts I really got to see live. Like, that was my last concert. Uh, it was amazing. Like, I got sat in – like, I'm a big dude. I'm wide, bro. Like, I yeah. just sat there. I got big thighs. I'm just, like, in the stadium seats like this. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I was just, like – all. I think they played basically every track except for, like, two, I think. You, you didn't see Tempest, though. Yeah, I think – Yeah, at the end of the Tempest tour. Once they went to Australia – yeah, uh, in the states at all, and then only two. There were two U.S. dates after that that didn't get canceled, and then everything got canceled right then. My yeah. roommate had tickets to the Salt Lake show, and it got canceled the day he was gonna leave. Oh, oh that sucks. Thank God I didn't buy tickets because I was about to. They they came back around here, and I was like, I'll spend another hundred dollars. I don't give a fuck. Let's go. Hundred dollars? That's a good deal, dude. It yeah. was something like. Well, I was way over that, dude. Oh, was over it? Then good. I didn't yeah. buy it. I'm thank God I didn't buy it then. <laughs> that's why i was 500 for vip that we had to get refunded because 
the Colorado Spring Show got canceled. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, okay. What was oh, yeah, the VIP? I was go meet Adam and Danny and Justin. I was going to be so happy. Oh, that was the VIP package? Holy wow. Yeah, man. That's so, pretty awesome. Here's the, thing. here's the thing about tool shows. And, like, a lot of shows these days, because the ticket sites are so fucked and they're so, like, everybody's making money behind the scenes. Ticketmaster is making so much money off of those third parties. All the fake people. fake resales too, guaranteed. And they like they they put up their own tickets, don't they? Like yep. but that's like disgusting. the whole thing is despicable. So you get on, you got to try and get Ticketmaster tickets because if you do, they're the best value. You can get a floor seat for 160 bucks if you are the luckiest person in the world. And every once in a while, I talk to people, which I was, like, dude, I got row five from Ticketmaster. And I'm like, how the hell did you do that? that Play the lottery. So if you want like if you want the real good seats for tool you have to pay 400 bucks off of those third-party sites and if you're paying 400 bucks why not pay 500 bucks know that it goes directly to the band uh none of that markup charge is is getting in anybody else's pockets you get to watch their sound check you get like 150 bucks worth of free exclusive merch they were doing like backpacks that were embroidered this time around they were so sick. You get to meet, potentially meet Adam, Danny, and Justin if they're all feeling good. And then you get guaranteed first five rooms. <laughs> like, oh, there why not pay the 500 bucks at that point? You know, it's like. I so actually much. didn't know that, that they had that package. Usually yeah, the VIP well, things VIP. are like other entry and like you get like a shirt or something like that and a laminate, but usually not like a meet and greet and all that. Extra no, to a VIP is the real deal because yeah. they love their fans so much. Yeah. Also, they have the most merch I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> Like when They're I went smart. there, I've never seen that much merch. Also at that price, like I was like, "Holy shit!" Like five, like fifteen, eighty dollar t shirts are like, "Oh my god!" Thousand dollar drum head that looked amazing, and I saw like seventeen of them on the floor. I was like, "Oh my god!" Seventeen people spent a thousand dollars. Holy <laughs> shit! After buying like a two hundred dollar ticket, I was yeah, blown away. Crazy. I spent fifty bucks on like a hot dog. I was like. Dude, this place is robbing me of money. I can't even fathom buying something right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's that sounds amazing. I didn't know because they always – well, honestly, some of the Mystica tool got robbed from me because I thought they didn't put their music on air. The rumor I heard was they didn't put their stuff on streaming or YouTube or any of that stuff because they were like, yo, we're about the art. We don't do that stuff. And I found it was like a record deal thing. I was like, are you shitting me? So record companies have made it hard for me to listen to Tool on an everyday basis because I thought they were just like artist integrity. It's like for some weird reason because I could see Wasn't Maynard doing that. I heard it was just the record company at the end, right? I don't know that it was. I honestly don't know that it was. I, no, I'm not sure what it was. The Maynard's interview that he does on Rogan when he announced the name of Fear Out Inoculum and all that, he, Rogan was like, why didn't you have stuff on streaming before? And see, Maynard kind of blamed it on Adam and Danny and Justin. Uh, Probably Danny seems to be the one. uh, Because I think Danny does have that, like, uh, we want people to listen to the full album. And Maynard's point, of course, was, like, we never play the full album in order. You know, like, why why does it matter? Uh, We just want people to listen to this shit and we can make more money. Um, But I'm sure that I know that they dealt with really serious contractual problems. They were in lawsuits where they couldn't even record music which makes me so sad because again like one of the greatest bands of all time it's just like you're gonna lock them down like are you shitting me of all bands was it 14 (laughs) years how long was it 13 yeah Yeah. 13 yeah that's absolutely nuts so what'd you say is your favorite off the album fear inoculum (laughs) took me took me a long time 
because it came out early and that's that was, i was surprised they put out a single honestly mm-hmm. uh, but i i listened to that song probably like 50 times before the record came out and then the record came out and i had to like digest everything and i went invincible like pretty hard was yeah invincible number one and then after a while it came back to pure inoculum just because the lyrics like just the whole thing like if, if you ask me what a perfect tool song is i would say pure inoculum. it's there's no that is like the perfect that is the essence of the tool like the content of the lyrics the the chord choices the rhythmic differentiations the way that everything sort of fluctuates but it's all one thing it's just I, I think the impact too. You like, guys all love the album too. They'll give yeah. you they'll give you their favorites. I think my favorite's either Fear and Oculum or Numa. My man, I was gonna say the same thing. It was between those two. Like those two, like when I listen to the album, I'll go to those two first, and then I yeah. usually just let it play. It's just one of those. Yeah. Like, see, I have a hard time. I'm an album person, so I usually have a hard time not. I agree. If I love an album, it's dude. If an album stacked with tunes, that's why I usually say I, I fucking sure. first. To bat. I'm like it's over. Like I'm like, yeah. like that new Cord Orange album. I was like, fuck it, that's Chris. I was annoying as shit. I was like, yo, can you give me a Bluetooth <laughs> speaker. He's like, why? No reason. Code Orange, just blasting. I was like, I don't give a fuck if we're playing like some calm music, like calm fucking activity. I'm playing blasting Code Orange. I don't care. Same thing with the Tool album. Yeah. What about you, Justin? You got a fa- what's your favorite off the album? Um, I don't know. It's so hard to say. Um, descending, descending, descending. Yeah. yeah. Invincible is great too. I like Cold Tempest and and uh, Descending. Yeah. Well, well, that well, that's why I heard a lot of people. I'll, 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 I'll go cliche drummer, chocolate chip trip. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, my man. Solid I was so it, happy when they played that. When he played that live, I was like, "What?" So was he's like, been doing that long before. They, he, Danny's been doing that the whole time. It was it was Merkaba before. It, they, so on Salable, they have Merkaba, and that's Danny's like drum solo thing. And it just sort of evolved into Chocolate Chip Trip over the years. I've been seeing Tool for a long time, regularly. So I've kind of seen the evolution of, of what that is. And it's continued to evolve past the album, by the way. When we saw him on the Fear Inoculum tour, we were dates two and three of the Fear Inoculum tour. Me and Justin went to both, and Jake was at the first one. And then... I caught them in Atlanta in uh, January and Danny, the thing has evolved so much. Now he starts on the gong and does like a five minute gong solo. And this gong is like, you know, six six feet tall. It's, it's massive. The 60 inch gong. Danny pops over to the kit and plays a whole like five minute drum solo. No synthesizers, no nothing. Just Danny on the kit, which I've never heard in my life. I've seen them so much and he's always, programming, doing crazy stuff, and then soloing over it. He sat down and did a five-minute rock and roll, John Bonham, just badass drum solo. And then he stood up, programmed all the cool stuff for Chocolate Chip Trip, then sat back down and did a whole other solo. (laughs) And my jaw and everything attached to it was like beyond the floor. It was insane. (laughs) I've never heard Danny play like that in my life. Me and my roommate just looking at each other like, what? What? Oh my god! Uh, we Making need me regret not going to the show. Oh, you should regret. It. You should feel bad. It should be a regret of your life. <laughs> I was. I told you, bro. Never miss tool. You could get hit by an asteroid at any time. 
well, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like when I started going to concerts, I think Tool was still going around, but I was like still young. I had to rely on people. Like, yeah, hey, you go to the show. You go to the show, bro. Like, no, I hate that band. All right, whatever. All right, cool. They <laughs> just got to find someone else. I'm like, but so by the time I started going to shows on my own, Tool was like, they were just on permanent hiatus. They would do like big festivals and they never came around here. Now that's why I was like, well, like also I'm a drummer, you know, I, I need more Danny Carey videos in our lives. Like I see there's like five, I've watched like the five he's done. And then like the bootleg shit that people have done for him. And that was the best part of the concert. Right. Huh? You seen the Numa playthrough? Oh, I watched it like 17 times, dude. I play it while I play video games. I just put it on the side. I'm like, what? And I die when I'm like, oh, shit. There it is. It's awesome. He's just a master, and I love it. Like, the whole band is just level. Like, you know, we're going to, you know, this segment will just be sucking tool off for 45 minutes. But That's literally what I'm cool with it. Because it's fucking, they deserve it, man. Like, Tool suck fest. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it because Danny Carey is just one of those guys. Like, it makes me sad, happy, and sad where he's just not one of those guys that, like, I wish he was just at his house right now recording nonstop videos. Every playthrough, him just fucking gong solo, like you said, I'll do it. I don't care. I'll watch it. He needs like a he needs a red band, you know, like Brian Redband on the yeah Redman right originally. He needs like an assistant that he can just go send to do things. Oh, dude, don't be doing this. That, yeah, it's it's unstoppable because it's just like even like, you know, forget the technical stuff, just the feel. Like, he just makes it feel so good. He's just this big caveman, seven foot tall with big hair with thousand pound fucking bass drums made of fucking paisti cymbals and he's just <laughs> wrecking it. I'm like, dude, this guy. <laughs> you see the kit that uh, Alex Gray made for him? No, what was that one? It just, he made it this year. Is a hand painted, just. It's a sonar kit, but it, Alex Gray hand painted the, the snare drums. and the kick. I don't think the maybe well because he does roto tom, so he doesn't do toms, right? He just does the snare. He and has the kick. Floor tom. He has normal. He has oh, the floor toms. Yeah. He kind of goes back and forth. He's been using one rack tom, which kills me because his beautiful kit. I'm like, dude, and he just has roto toms. So I'm like, what the fuck, Danny? You got these beautiful <laughs> toms. Put them back up. Like, what are you doing? But yeah, look it up, Alex Gray. He hand painted the. I'm pretty sure he hand painted both kick drums and maybe the snare, but then oh, the toms were wrapped in, and it's all Alex Gray art, and it is. That's unreal, man. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a band doing it right. I'm good. I'll be the cliche tool fan, just like, dude, they do no wrong. They well, that's what. Wrong. Well, that's what's interesting. It's like none of you guys picked it, but like what Chris said, I felt like when the album came out, everybody in like that I knew listened to Tool said Tempest. Like that yeah, was the song. It's a more aggressive one, so people are like, and it's got that kind of like original Adam Jones bluesy vibes, where he's doing the wah, 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 yeah, wah. and you got know, that like, heavy double kick groove at the end, where I'm like, damn, bro, <laughs> that machine is next level, dude. Oh yeah, and I was like, yeah, because I agree, like Numa, Fear Inoculum, like all those softer songs. Like everyone was like, oh, they're like really soft. I'm like, yeah, don't you want to put headphones on and just lay on your bed or some shit? Really? Kick in. The drums are just so heavy. Just that's like, true. They just slam. I was just like, when I first heard <laughs> that, I was like, what the fuck? like that. That was the first song initially that I liked the most. Just well, I guess, yeah. Well, I guess like more is just like I feel like it's just like as a journey. Like they're all yeah. like they're all a ten minute song, so you like you feel it. So like to me, like I'm just I'm just chilling. I'm <laughs> like, and it's just amazing. Like. Also has like seven intros that song, which is weird. Yeah. It kicks yeah, in. Yeah. You're like, it's done, right? New intro. Yeah. All right, weird, cool. I'll take it. And then another intro. Like then the song begins. I'm like, holy shit! All right, like I'll take it all. It all sounds great. 
But goddamn. The weird thing is, if you, my roommate loves to go back and watch old tool videos, and Adam will be noodling in like 2009 in between songs, and it's. It's like they had it this whole time. Like, dude, you're playing Numa in 2009. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Well, that was like uh, the idea. Like when everyone got kind of annoyed when I think it was Danny Carey's like, yeah, we'll write. Maybe we'll write a new album during this whole quarantine. We'll have it out in a year. It's like, are you shitting me? It's like took 10 years, like 13 years for this last album. To come they said out. it was done for a while, though. They just said that um, they couldn't put it out due to legal reasons. Yeah. Partially, it was also what Maynard will tell you is that it was self-sabotage a lot of it because um, Adam and Danny and Justin are very picky about where a song goes. And Maynard's kind of like, let's pump them out kind of a thing. Well, if he has three bands. Fans, yeah, it's like. <laughs> I mean, you look at Pussifer. They, you know, they put out a bunch of records. They're, they're very prolific because Maynard is a, you know, he cracks the whip. He's like. If this is going to happen, we're going to do it and we're going to get it done. We're not going to sit around and test this and test that. Like there's a certain amount of experimentation that needs to get done. But then once you've got an idea of where the song is, what the feel is, the choices that <clears throat> the choices that get thrown up, it's it's so like every one of them is valid. So just pick, one, you know, and that's what he said. Maynard said in an interview on Revolver, he said the new tool album was great eight years ago. And I, I just got so mad. I was like, you guys, just make a choice and put it out, man. God. Yeah. Right. yeah. But some bands, it seems like they really do need the whip. Like, it seems like some of those artsy bands, like, they overthink things. Yeah. I know I've done, like, the few things I've done in my life. I'm like, is it really ready? Is it really? I'm really <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's like it just happens. It like, <laughs> no, well... I don't know. It just sometimes, yeah, just so many cool ideas. It's an infinite amount you, of ideas for Justin every idea. <laughs> yeah. He's working on his website right now and he wants to make some updates, make it a little bit fancier, right? So he's, he's adding icons. You know, everybody, you want icons that look nice, makes oh, you yeah. look like a pro. So, you know, there's, you got the microphone, you know, the little microphone recording icon. Yeah. So, like, this is the recording service for an hour. He's sitting there scrolling through different microphone icon options. I'm like, dude, oh this is a metaphor for so much shit right now. Just take one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that problem. Like, literally, I started doing, like, reaction videos, like, a month ago. And every video was different, like, leading up to it. Like, every time. I'm like, this got better. Oh, this is a better idea. Okay, this is a better idea. This is a better. I'm like, just fucking just do the stupid <laughs> video. It's supposed to be the easiest content in the world to put out. Just record the video. <laughs> I'm like fuck yeah i get it it's but that like i guess i'm just like yeah luckily you guys you know self-sufficient that way but i guess tool really need like just some fancy suit guy to come in like hey put the fucking album out already please for the love of god get to the next one Who's <laughs> all the big, the big bands always no get that one guy right no uh, fancy suit guy's ever gonna tell tool what to no. do yeah <laughs> yeah that one guy that i feel like good. every band used to get um Oh my god, he did like Slipknot's album, Red Hot Chili Peppers, the oh, Chris Lord album. No. With the big, with the big uh, beard. Oh, uh, Ronnie Rick uh, Rubin. Yeah, Rick Rubin. There we go. I feel like who's every Ron big band used to get him. Ronnie, who's the producer named Ronnie? That was the other guy. He worked with like corn and stuff. Ronnie. Uh, Ross of, Robinson? Ross Robinson. No, yeah. it's Ronnie somebody. Anyways. James Dio. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, for me, it's Ronnie Size, but nobody knows who Ronnie Size is. If you do, you know good music. 
So let's bring into another segment, which I'm pretty sure you guys remember. Um, the random silly question segment. You guys remember this yeah. one? Yeah. All right. Got some new ones for you. So uh, I'll start it off with this one. Best tour prank that you either witnessed or been a part of. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, dude. <laughs> Spider-Man is the only one. Um, <laughs> I don't know how this started, but uh, we uh, – I, I, I like to hide and, and then jump out and scare people because I had obviously just thinking weird. <laughs> <And> <laughs> So I used to I used to like hide behind the exit door while people are loading gear out, and I wait for Riley to come and I pop out and go Spider Man, and he'd be like Ah! And I'd always have my camera filming, and I never I still have all the videos. I got to go through and make a Spider Man compilation. Yeah, dude. Uh, but uh, I caught him like so many times with Spider Man, and he's like Oh man, you got me. And then one night we're pretty hammered in Kentucky. Cause we had a day off and on our days off, we like to go eat like a nice meal or whatever. So we're hammered. We went and got some ice cream and then ran away from the ice cream shop and then came back. And, uh, and we came back to the bar and had some more drinks and I went to the bathroom and they left and I got out of the bathroom and I'm like, Oh, they must be outside. So I walk outside and I don't see him anywhere. And then Riley comes out of nowhere and it's like, Spider Man. And I <laughs> scream so loud. And he's got it on video. Oh my God, he got me so good. <laughs> Unreal. That's awesome. That must be a great thing to witness as person. Just what the Although, hell is happening? Actually, I have a better tour prank if you, if you want to know. This is the worst sure. thing I've ever seen be done to anybody. And it involves our good friend Chris Taylor Brown of Trapped. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, All right. All right. Our first tour was with Trapped and before these guys were in the band. And Dan, our former bassist, was known for uh, not having the greatest uh, protective methods when it came to intimacy with people. Oh, there and you go. So, um, they, so, tr Ty, the guitarist of Trapped, decided to mess with him and tell him that this person he had hooked up with who uh, Ty was somewhat dating and was kind of upset about uh, had herpes. <laughs> so he wakes Dan up at 2.30 in the morning and Dan had like a really bad flu. He was really sick. And I felt really, I was like, dude, you guys, you can't do this to him. He's sick. Like, this is not cool. And Chris Taylor Brown was like, we're doing this. Like, we are getting this guy. Like, it's happening. I'm like, okay. So they wake Dan up okay. and they're like, hey man, we got something really important to tell you. And Dan goes, ghost white like so scared i felt so bad <laughs> and and everybody else is like going along with it and i'm sitting here like oh my god this is this is whack are we really doing this to this poor sick man who's got a fever of 104 and he's Jeez. miserable and so ty proceeds to t no chris taylor brown chris taylor brown proceeds to tell dan hey man so this girl that you hooked up with she's got this really virul virulent or so he used some really like intense word like very strong form of herpes that's really hard to treat. <laughs> and so like the know, original you herpes. You really should go get tested tested because you probably have herpes. And Dan's like he's like, oh, oh okay. Oh wow. Okay. Um oh fuck. And I'm like, okay, can we tell him it's a joke now? And they're like, oh man, why'd you ruin it? I'm like, this guy is fucking shitting his pants right now. He's like, it's not real. I don't have herpes. We're like, no. And he's like, oh my God, I'm going to wear a condom from now on. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have told that story. But, yeah. No, it's a bummer if he just <laughs> had <laughs> for some reason after that. 
He's like, dude, I got herpes. I thought you guys were kidding. It's like, we don't know what you did. He's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, man. That was whack. It was really fucked up, dude. That was that was the worst to it. Especially if you like started getting up with the flu, just trying to like, I gotta, I gotta go, like you know. I just went away the flu. Like he got so scared, like his adrenaline <laughs> pumped it out of his body. <laughs> dude, <laughs> he sweated all out. <laughs> she said it was a pimple on her ass. Girls don't have pimples on their ass. Wear a condom. What? <laughs> dude, that day, dude, that. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> really fucked up. And that was, I think, 100% Chris Taylor Brown's idea, too. There you go. <laughs> Who else was on that the... tour? What'd you say? Who else was on that tour? Um, Super Bob. The homies, dude. Okay. You guys know Super Bob? They're not a band anymore, but they're really good. And they're, like, the coolest dudes ever and probably the hardest working people. Actually, hands down, the hardest working people I have ever met in the music industry that didn't make it. And they really should have. Okay. That's a shame, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, question number two. Um, what is your biggest pet peeve? Where's my jewel charger? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Riley. Oh, <laughs> every dude, every <laughs> single day. I want to say yeah. when you guys were at the studio, he said that, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> like 20 times, like, God damn it, Riley. Get over it. The problem was, like, the week before that on that tour, he quit jeweling for, like, three days. That was – you don't ever want to be around somebody who's breaking a nicotine addiction, right? Especially oh, not wow. on tour. <laughs> yeah of course so, uh, so the new album comes out next week where's my jewel charger by the way guys can we just stop this interview real quick to find it <laughs> that'd be really helpful <laughs> what about you jake what do you have uh biggest pet peeve mm. like oh unresponsive phone calls for sure like when someone just keeps like saying hello and it's like they're not there man just hang up that's my biggest <laughs> pet peeve <laughs> it kills yeah. me bro <laughs> It felt like that when I called Optimum the other day. I'm like, hey, I have no internet. And like, it was like, and I'm like, hello, hello. hello. <laughs> like over and over. Well, that's the best when businesses do that, where you know they're real people, but they just for some reason just stop answering. They're like, wait a minute, what? It's like, so my product was broken. Hello? Anyone? Wait, what happened? No? Yeah. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> I waited an hour and a half on that phone. Just, I was like, I want my fucking internet. And then it ended up not working and I had to hang up. I was so pissed. <laughs> Is this a million dollar company? No one has that phone? Anyone's answering? Hello? It's all <laughs> the worst. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> all right, Ben, what do you got? Oh, let's see here. Pet peeve. Uh, is indecisiveness. If somebody gets really <laughs> indecisive, I just want to fucking slap them and make it easy. Shit, make bro. a fucking choice. Uh, you would hate me, bro. What do you want to eat? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, that's easy for me. I don't eat anything. It's the same thing. Kind yeah. of like, it's the, like, cause here's the thing is like, if, if you ask somebody what they want to eat and they're like, I don't know, I don't care. That's fine. I'll make the choice. I'm great at making choices. It's just when somebody <laughs> else has to make the choice and I have to wait for them to make the choice, that's when I lose it. <laughs> oh, or the, uh, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Do you want to eat there? Nah, not really. All right, where do you want to eat? I don't know. What about here? Nah. Fuck off. <laughs> There's nowhere he can eat. It's Our all... entire friend group. Yeah. <laughs> That's been a whole hangout. Where do you want to oh, eat? Everything's God. closed. Let's go home. Yeah, by the time you decided something, everything was closed by then. You're like, oh, you... we're just going home. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Um, all right. Question number three. Jesse, you want to take this one away? Oh, yeah. 
what do your bandmates rip on you for? Since you're all here, there we go. Yeah, what do you guys? Uh, now we find out. <laughs> <laughs> all stare at each other. Playful banter right now. Uh, my bandmates rip on me for talking too much and <laughs> talking about my old bandmates too much too. <laughs> I have trauma. <laughs> I'm still processing my trauma from living with George and Dan for three years. <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Justin? Um, I can tell you if you can't think of it. <laughs> well, there you go. It's the bad fat of the band. Yeah, no, it's in, indecisive, but no, it's putting shit in the way. Oh, he yeah. always he takes his shit and he puts it right where you're trying to go. And it's not intentional. He just isn't. He's like, in his world doing his thing and this is where that's got to go and then it's right in my way <laughs> oh, i don't think yeah. we've i don't think we've known jake enough to yeah, be able to rip on him for anything yet all right new segment come up with things to rip on jake for there you go you too <laughs> yeah, i mean i we would like we would rip like we ripped on riley we called riley the boy all the time because he was really young right and he yeah. looks really young Jake's four years younger than Riley. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but see, Jake's like 10 times more mature than Riley. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, we don't have anything to rip on him for because he's mature and he's got his shit together and he's a seriously good player. And Aww. I guess we'll rip on him for being too quiet. How about that? You're too quiet. Yeah. Use, Stop use being respectful. <laughs> Stop being respectful and nice. Be yeah, mean. Stop being a good person. <laughs> now tell us everything about uh, Ben. Tell us your fucked up side. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's actually a good thing, though. We actually thought yeah. that that question was going to be the opposite. It's like, man, Jake's going to get ripped on. He's the new guy. He's like, wow. <laughs> the opposite. He literally got the only compliment out of everyone. Not right, having so a go. five string. That's what we rip yeah, on him for. Yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> All those extra notes. No. <laughs> yeah okay there right. you go. all right so if you're so quiet jake tell us a little uh like your your favorite tv show oh, <laughs> get go. to know jake <laughs> favorite tv show man i don't know i don't really watch tv i like this hot ones count oh like, yeah that's like, a, that's like a series I, i've been watching that a lot that's for sure. no we love you have yeah. us on your show yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of weird how interesting people get when you just feed them super hot stuff and then watch them fall out of character like yeah. i remember kevin hart he's like super positive and stuff but even him he's just like when he wiped the first sweat off his breath <laughs> like my god oh the hot sauce fuck. show right <laughs> he just watched the kevin hart one but i don't think he makes it right he i don't remember i think he makes it to like one of the last ones but he like he falls apart pretty hard like is that the, <laughs> the one with like paul rudd is on dude paul rudd's it. my hero that one everyone's so on it it's kind of weird it's yeah I, I only know that because of the uh non-stop like memes or gif with paul rudd like look at us look at us oh yeah <laughs> just guys just being <laughs> well joey line. diaz actually brought the blue cheese oh yeah he didn't like, eat oh, any of it though yeah well it's for the, the blue it's cheese the... with wings and go fuck your mother <laughs> you don't need, <laughs> listen to your dog um, this is america dog you come here you you, you itch your nuts you sniff it and you go out with the day jesus christ amen <laughs> Dude, Jesse, when I feel like I don't know when he started watching him, but he was quoting him non stop all the, the time. <laughs> every conversation we had, every hangout, it was just Joe Diaz the whole time. Well, it's Dude, like his, his tweets and Facebook posts are the best, man. Uh, well, <laughs> it's if Monday, you're... your balls are smelly, but you got a shower. So go rinse them off and then sling dick. <laughs> so, write a script, get in there, kiss your daughter goodbye, because it's your day, motherfucker. Get after it. <laughs> 
It's your daughter. Goodbye. <laughs> well, that's oh, a, dude, it's he's nice. the nicest guy, too. Have you guys ever met Joey? I, I saw him a lot. I didn't get to meet him. But, no. yeah, he's he's nuts. Well, he's just a great guy. It's just crazy. We stuff him full of, we stuff him full of weed bread when he comes. Oh, that, Here, Joey, this bread will have you seeing the devil. He'll, he'll shout out my roommate, like, Metal Brad, you got the best bread. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, it is, yeah, he's a gnarly motherfucker. I, well, you ever, okay, if you're a fan of him, like, if you guys are fans of him, uh, did you ever see the one where he's, uh, where Lee put the, uh, was it, the national anthem on? He's like, put it on, dog. He's like, North Korea's <laughs> coming, but what, Kim Jong, whatever his name is. This isn't the right one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're American dog. I don't give a fuck. People fall upon the streets. Kim Jong, whatever, is gonna drop a new. We'll go in there, and drop nukes on his ass, cause America dog. <laughs> fucking unreal. Uh, all right, Actually, so he has eaten mushrooms on stage once. Oh jeez. Yeah, that sounds unreal. Really close too, and I saw the mushrooms. I was like, yep, he's gonna trip. <laughs> was he was he on stage long enough to like start feeling it, or did he get off right uh, before? It was right at the end of his set, but then he uh, hung out. So this oh. was Joe and everybody would hang out outside on the street after the show. So everybody would know you hang out afterwards, you stand in line, you get a picture with Joe. Ari, Ari was there and Joey was there. So we're hanging out with Ari and like feeding him banana bread. And he's just like stealing it. We're like, oh man, some of this is for Joey. He's like, fuck Joey, this is mine. And then <laughs> Joey's fucking tripping and walking around shouting about how it costs $16 billion to get to Mars. And NASA wants to spend $16 billion. He's like, $16 billion to get to Mars. What the fuck? $16 billion. I didn't even know. He's like, why are we fucking $16 billion? Why? <laughs> just going up, walking around in circles, just oh, getting Joey Diaz heated on mushrooms, just fucking shouting at people in Denver, two in the morning. <laughs> That's amazing. Holy shit. Because well, uh, Joe lived in Denver, right? Or Colorado? Uh, he did, yeah. He lived probably up kind of near where we live now. Outside of Boulder, I thought. He like, lived in the mountains. Joe, Joey, went to, Joey went to prison in Aspen, I think, or Boulder. It was, like, really nice, apparently. Joe Rogan used to live up here. Joe, yeah, Joey used to go tie people to trees and cover them in honey in Colorado and let the bears take care of them. <laughs> well, that was my favorite. It's like, I was a Chael Sonnen. I think it was, like, when his podcast for, first started, he had Joey Diaz on, and Joey Diaz just opened up to him about how he kidnapped some guy once. He's like, let me tell you, dog, about the time I kidnapped someone. He's like, Joey, I was just saying hi to you. <laughs> like, why? He just opens up with it. It's just like, he's like, I had a gun. I put him in the trunk. He just wanted to give me my money, cocksucker. I was like, what can I say? <laughs> All right. Before we, we let you guys go, um, anything you want to mention, like about the album, about upcoming events, anything fans could look forward to? Um, yeah. So, what, like I had mentioned earlier, our crowdfunding pre-sale goes online Friday, June 19th. And we're going to have limited edition stuff available, stuff from dollar all the way to, you know, thousands. If you want to give us that much money, we will make it worth your while. <laughs> if, we will feed you <laughs> banana bread. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Banana bread. Um, <laughs> if you purchase anything in the crowdfunding pre-sale, whether it's just a sticker for a dollar or whatever it is, you'll get the MP3 download of our new track, The Insipidness, and you will get access to the Wellspring page, which is our fan club where you'll get to see all of our exclusive OnlyFans content. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, 
And so we're, it's, it's your front row seat to the recording process. I don't think many people really understand what all goes into recording, how difficult it is, and really how much of a science and a, and a magic uh, spell it really is. Mm-hmm. So we want people to see how much we put into this and also just to get that special feeling of being part of the creation of something. Um, so yeah, check it out. It goes on, goes on, uh, everything goes on sale Friday and join our email list. That's the best way to stay updated about everything because Mark Zuckerberg and friends don't like us. So uh, <laughs> listen to source.com and there'll be a little pop-up window that will cue you to subscribe for our email list. And then that's how you'll find out about all the cool stuff. When we get to start touring again, that'll be the easiest way to find out about touring. So if you want to find out about our tour dates, and when we're releasing stuff, join our email list. And I don't know, I think that's it, man. You guys can have one of those uh, socially distant concerts that's been uh, there that are happening now. I think Ace Freely actually announced one too. I'm super into it, doing driving concerts, man. That'd be so sick. I'm all about it. Yeah. You know, there's people that would get out of their car and start moshing though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or, or, it or moshing with their cars. And then it'd be oh. roller, or, uh, Demolition, yeah, Demolition, Demolition Derby, Derby. not roller. <laughs> no, I, I saw a meme Monster like Charles. that. It was like driving concerts when Slayer plays driving concerts and all the cars, like a 17 car pile up. It's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, bringing it full circle, there was a Metalocalypse episode exactly about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Murderface's birthday, I think yeah. it was. It was somebody's birthday, and they wanted to have this uh, NASCAR extravaganza. And uh, you guys don't remember that? No, I, I do. I, I kinda, wait, no. When Murderface played in the Demolition Derby, like he got his own car. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I've and he had like the time. the car was like made with the headlights of this murderer, made with the seat of this murderer, made with the car. <laughs> it's like it's like every piece was a murderer's like possession. He's <laughs> like King gear shifter. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys have never been this nice to me before. <laughs> just like crying blood. His tattoo. Just... <laughs> Nobody's perfect. This mess is a place. I'm gonna do that someday. <laughs> God damn it, Murderface, what's wrong with your dick? You try playing bass with your dick, it all look all fucking funny. <laughs> That's a spot on impression right there, man. <laughs> I tried, man. It's not a smile. I haven't watched him in a long time. <laughs> I just know he fucking barely understood what he said most of the time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you guys for joining the show, dude. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you so awesome. much. Thanks all right, guys. Yeah. Please. Yeah, guys. Everyone be safe. Thank you so much. Nice seeing you guys. <laughs> yeah. Peace. All right, guys. Welcome back. That was Source. We had Ben, Jake, and Justin on the show. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I think, is that the most we've had so far? Uh, I think that's the most people we had on the podcast, right? Usually, yeah, we've had two the most members. we had two. Yeah, so that's the most people. We had three. Yeah, so that was pretty awesome. One um, more. Calling all the way from Colorado. So that was cool. Last time that they came, uh, I think they said August they came over. Um yeah, they came actually to the studio at WMSC, so it was fun. And now having them uh, unfiltered on the podcast was a lot of fun too. Well, yeah, it was pretty fun. I, I like I wasn't there for that first interview, so it was my first time meeting those guys, and they were super cool. I listened to a bunch of the music before the interview, uh, like maybe a few days ago. I ran through a bunch of stuff. I tried to save stuff because, you know, I like to do my reactions, so I'm saving some of the newer songs. So, uh yeah, I thought they were great guys, all of them, and uh, super fun, and uh, we all seem to like the same stuff. So, Yeah, I was going to say, everything we mentioned, we all liked. I mean, you, you have know, a lot so. of interest, though, to that, so that helps. No, I don't. I have, like, two. I like 
my family. I like God. And I like oh my God. <laughs> All uh, things you just lied about. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what? Oh, I, love, I have a cross right here. Poor cross. Unreal. Oh, man, that was great. But, so um, yeah, I, I hope we, they can have shows, too. Like they said, like, you know, usually the smaller bands are hurting from not touring the most. But um, at least they made a lot of money on that live stream that didn't go that well. That's cool. Because uh, if you did watch it, did you watch the live stream at all? They, they had a lot of technical difficulties. Oh, really? And like you said, it was Ben screaming at the computer for 30 minutes or whatever. So uh, I went back and watched it, and I was like, oh, okay. But uh, I'm glad they made money off that. It didn't go off like they thought it would, and they still made more money than they would at a show, so that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I like we, we've been saying on this podcast, I was, it's always a talking point I like to bring up. I don't know. I always think there should there should be a way that bands in, in, like, integrate live streaming to their stuff. Either like when they're recording an album, they do it weekly, like a show, or something to like kind of keep their like name in the presses and like in the social media aspect. Because when you go record an album, you usually go dark. You might record, you might release the album series, like the little in studio thing when it's all done. But usually people go dark for a few months, especially a band like Lamb of God, where they literally go dark for like, yeah. a year. They're disappeared. That's ridiculous. But like they can do that, they're a bigger band. But like smaller bands, like every time I die, you see them like all alone. They're they're tweeting and stuff. But you know they play shows here and there. But that's it. Like wouldn't it be amazing to see a weekly show from it, or maybe a bi-weekly or a monthly show at least? But every time I die, they play an hour set, a half hour set, and uh, I think that's a way to go. Because again, I'll pay five bucks. You have a hundred pants, pay five bucks. Would you would you believe the argument that that might take away from the live show? So no. if people could see it every month or something like that, they're like, "No, nah, I don't think I'm going to go to the show. It's like forty five dollars. I don't care about the other band on the tour. I don't want to okay. drive two hours for the show. Like, I'll just catch them on the next live stream." No, because you want to. Well, some people maybe if they're that lazy, but if you really hate the live experience, then yeah, sure. But I love the well, live. Because how experience. many times do you hear people like at least in our friend group like, I don't care about that opening band, dude. Like, oh my yeah, god, I have the to sit through they, all these bands. Like, you know what I mean? Well, the problem is they also are not people that go to concerts. Yeah. They go to one concert. Like we go to many concerts. It's a difference. There's a different mindset. It's like people. Well, who would go you say we're a- the normal? No. I think we're just we're kind of like there's not the majority. We're the minority. We're not the aspect. majority, but. It's kind of like that rule. I kind of heard someone talk about this. It's like the thousand true fan rule that you can make it in anything you want if you have a thousand true fans. Hardcore. You have a thousand people that will are willing to pay ten, a hundred dollars a year. Just that, a hundred dollars per person a year, which means a ticket, a show, a, a t-shirt, maybe an album. You can make more. Like, you know, that's a hundred thousand dollars. I think there's a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> per year. Yeah, Math, I forgot. But Jesse. Yeah, sorry. Math, but uh, you Math know, guy Jess. Now, basically, the majority, yeah, sure, won't do that. But the minority, yeah, we will. I will go to the show because it costs free. If the shows are free on Twitch, then everyone will watch and still want to go because it's still fun. I love the Code Orange show. I thought it was so fun. They've done that a couple times now, right? No, they've only done the show once, but they've done live streams where, like, Reba played a guitar, like, played guitar, like, some uh, tracks from the new album. Uh, Shay did, like, a like electronic set from like he does all the sound effects so he did that like a set you know they did some question and answer yeah. stuff but like uh like yeah i still love it but i bought a t-shirt i bought a vinyl i donated like i donated some subs i think i donated like five subs but <laughs> i you know i it was still free for me though i chose to spend that money but if 
the shows were back on the next week, I would go to the show indefinitely. I'd pay the 25, I'd play the 45. Like, cause it just like helps out the band. Like, that's the thing I was trying to get through. Like, you know, we all agreed on. It's like the idea, like I appreciate if you don't have money and you can't buy music and you got to stream it or back in the day, you got to download it from LimeWire, Pirate Bay, what the hell ever. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, if you really think that's like, if you think that's not selfish, then what the hell's your problem? Like, it doesn't help the band. Like, I know some people try to make it, like I said in the interview, uh, it, it, they say, oh, it helps smaller bands get noticed. It's like, yeah, but where's the money coming from? It still takes money to live. Yeah. So it's like that house that they were in with all their fancy equipment. You think the government just gave the house to them? <laughs> no. They If they don't make money, that stuff gets thrown out the window because they get kicked out of their house. It's and such a simple concept, you know? It's like if you like something, just pay for it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. If you like, want to keep getting it, if you want to keep getting new music from your bands, just pay for it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like it, it's true. Like go to the movie theater if you like a movie. Go buy a T-shirt. Go pay, because everyone pays for everything else. You, your tire pops. You don't just download the fucking tire. That's why they can't afford it because they're buying for <laughs> well, those tires. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's true. You got to figure it out. Don't be a dick to figure yourself like me. Like don't be me. Don't overspend. But you know, buy a CD. CDs are cheap as shit. Yeah, like especially with like uh, something like uh, Bandcamp, where you can name your own price. Not all the time, but some things you can name your own price. Like I don't know. Like I think I bought some Slugs CDs on Bandcamp the other day, and uh, I was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna put this amount, put that amount," you know. And I, I always like, put like two dollars more if it's like a CD. Well, if it was like a dollar price for summer CD, I put like ten bucks. Like, yeah, this. dude, their whole CD was name your own price. I was like, I'm like, okay, uh, I'm gonna is, give uh, you more now. Yeah, that good for them, but yeah, I would definitely. Every CD, I think it should be just ten bucks. Even if like, even an EP, I feel weird. Like I'll pay seven. Maybe, nah, man, but... five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. Some people, yeah, some people will do that. I'm not getting a whole CD. I'm getting three songs. Watch yeah, someone was price. saying that uh, if you're, if you're putting out an album, it should not be more than a dollar per track. So I was like, okay. Fair enough. I mean, but... it depends. Yeah. Well, I I can understand that, but yeah, I just uh, I'm just weird. I want if I was a big dude, if I. If I had a million dollars, I'd song. donate to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like literally. I would pop in like, yo, you don't, you know the pop. donate, like, oh, give me money. We're out of money. We need to buy weed jar that every band has. I would just put a thousand dollars in that. Doosh. Like, there you go, pal. Peace. Yeah. Like, if I was a millionaire, it'd be over. I'd be not a millionaire so fast. So everyone wants to be friends with Jesse. <laughs> Probably. If I like your stuff and I have money, it's a you're ready getting time. that Twitch money in, man. All right. Don't bring that up. I didn't get any money from Switch. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to wrap up the podcast right now. Jesse, if people want to follow you on Twitch, if they want to find your reaction videos, what do they do? Uh, yeah, my main stuff, uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Insid1 is my, uh, or just search Insid on YouTube. Instagram, Twitter, Insid Stream, uh, Twitch, Insid. You know, that's all, all the good stuff. That's where I put up Twitch. I'll follow all of it because I post. I post my thumbnails on Instagram. That's I know people seem to like my thumbnails. I try to make them funny and fun. They're pretty good. Post on Instagram. Sifting yeah, ones try. are good. It makes me. It makes it more interesting to me. You know, it's fun. Like because I listen to music. That's why I do the reaction because it's just something I do. I decide to record it because people enjoy it. So I decided to make it a little bit more fun by adding the thumbnails. And also, it's a little different. And Twitter, you find out when I go live on Twitch. When my videos go live, and then Twitch, obviously, I go live. We play games. You know, all that good stuff. That's where you find it. Oh, and also, I have uh, the Metal Teddy Bear experience featured on my channel, and I usually post uh, 
I post all the podcasts weekly on my description. So you end up watching one of my videos. Look below. There's always the the last episode is always on the description. Oh yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. All right, guys, and uh, I still do my radio show with WMSC, 90.3 WMSC. You can find that on uh, WCRadio.com or iHeartRadio. I think I said that a little too fast. WMSCRadio.com. Upper and, Montclair. Uh, Upper Montclair. My radio voice. <laughs> and um, if you want to find a show that, like, previously aired, just go to my Mixcloud account, Mixcloud.com slash MTB Experience, and you can find it there. Hot content with my boy Aram. Shout yeah. out the hottest hottest but uh guys until next time keep it real